Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Become Podcast. My name is Taku, your host, and this serves as a notice to you all to say that this is the final episode of the season. We have come to episode 10, and I thought it would be good to maybe have two people on who would bring their perspectives on uh, an, an area which maybe some of you have been thinking about, some of you may be in this already. We're going to be talking about marriage, but not just surface level, you know, marriage and all that, biblical marriage, and seeing what God intends for marriage. So, on this episode, I have my cousin, Fari, who is based in the UK, he's a pastor, and his lovely wife, Effia. And they will be discussing from Ephesians 5. You know that passage in Ephesians 5 that talks about marriage and Christ and the church. So sit back, relax, enjoy. And I hope what Fari and Effie have to say blesses you all. And again, this is the final episode. So hopefully this all just ties everything together. And if you haven't, and listened to the other episodes from the season, I would encourage you to do so. It's been a wonderful time, and my hope and prayer is that these episodes have helped you guys in your walk. And if you feel like these episodes have helped, please do share with others who you believe would benefit as well. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is who you are becoming in Christ and how the word is shaping your view in terms of just how you are growing spiritually. So enjoy and let's wait and see what God has in store for for this podcast and anything else that he may want to see happening, be it on Instagram or yeah, anything like that. So enjoy, guys, and we will chat soon. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Farai and... Um, and I'm Mithya. And we're Team BIA. <laughs> it's a bit cheesy. Yes. Um, my cousins asked me to have a discussion on Ephesians 5, or to ask for, to have a discussion uh, about Ephesians 5, and he's going to put it on his podcast, and I have said to my wife quite clearly and straightforward that I am going to steal this and use it for our own podcast. Um, and Which so we don't have. We don't have a podcast. I don't even know what a podcast is. Uh, is yeah, I'm not going to say the joke that I said earlier about throwing pods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, before we start, how was your how was your week? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I had um, a wedding booking. Mm-hmm. So that was took up a lot of time in terms of prep and so on. But it was it went well. How how did the, uh, did the was the bride happy with it with the? Yeah, she was actually quite. They looked a lot younger than they were as a couple. 
Right. Um, she was 30, but she looked like she was, I know, 21 or something. How many guests did they have? About 200. Oh, wow. So wedding season's pretty much back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Any restrictions from the venue? No, there are no restrictions anymore for weddings. Okay. Out of interest, was anyone wearing masks? Any of the guests? No. Okay. All right. Well, apparently there was COVID in this country at one point. So yes, like yeah, don't don't know what's happening with all of that. Everything, everyone seems to have forgotten. Actually, no. People are still walking the streets. Some of them with masks. It'll be interesting to know what it's like in Zimbabwe, actually. Yeah. But here in England, most people just don't really. Mm, paying okay. attention to it interesting i mean the shop i work in people still wear masks oh really yeah oh, okay both, both. i see that few and far between yeah okay well we're talking about ephesians 5 today um uh, specifically verse 22 to 33 which is the key verse um that talks on marriage so we're going to try and go for it verse by verse and just really give you uh, our thoughts on it and try and stick to the text as, as closely as possible because, um, you know, basic instructions before leaving Earth. That's an, an is it it's called an anagram? An acronym. An acronym for for the Bible. Um, when we do things the right way or God's way, um, things will work out. And um, you know, there are people that have really good marriages, even though they're not Christians, simply because either wittingly or unwittingly they apply biblical principles to their marriage. Mm. Uh, you can see those things working out. Um, so, uh, the very first verse starts with the S word. Uh, I'm reading from the New um, American Standard Bible Version, the NSAB, and it doesn't use the word submit, it, it uses the word subject. So, Ephesians 5, verse 22 Wives, subject yourselves to your own husbands as to the Lord. And then, verse 23 to 24 gives the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just a command without a reason. It then says, "Is a reason why you should do that." For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church; he himself being the savior of the body. But the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be uh, their husband. Oh, sorry, but the, but as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. So um, I mentioned to you before we started that I, I was doing a little bit of like um, word study on this particular topic just to see um, what the terms mean so we can talk about them in depth. So verse 23 says the husband is the head of the wife. What what does that say to you immediately? As soon as you hear that, what does that what does that mean to you? The head of the wife. What does that mean? Um, the one who has authority over, I guess, head of in charge. That's the connotation. Yeah. Okay. And 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 how like as a woman, because some women might be like, um, you know, the whole issue of submission, subjection. Like, how how do you translate that? How do you view that yourself? Having, you know, the Bible saying the husband is the head of the wife. I think in any organization or any business, um, there needs to be someone steering the ship in order for it to function. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to me that there has to be a recognized leader or um, someone in authority, someone who's essentially accountable, but... um, 
the personality of that particular individual, I think, determines how that plays out practically. So you can be a tyrant Mm -hmm. or you can be, you know, a servant leader, someone who listens to those who are under you, someone who is, um, you know, thinking of a business owner, for example, someone who still um, values, Mm -hmm. you know, those who are under you and um, appreciates the contribution that everyone makes. But it doesn't, you know, so it doesn't take away from the importance of the other members of whoever's involved in an organizational business. Mm. But there was just this understanding that there are distinct roles. Yeah. And someone has to be, there has to be a leader. Someone has to be in charge. Yeah. 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 No, that's very true. I mean, um, I think traditionally that's the way this particular verse has always been viewed in terms of uh, head meaning leader the head of an organization is what is what comes to mind the head of a group um and i tried to do a bit of a word history study of uh is it uh, is it synonyms synonyms Synonyms. yeah which is like a a famous quote or famous saying or kind of like the whole the the head of something Mm -hmm. is some is something that is universally known as something you say when you're trying to talk about someone who's in charge yeah so where did that start because if it started a couple of hundred years ago then it doesn't apply to that text because that uh, they probably didn't have that figure of speech back then mm. so it's well, okay so here's here's what's interesting the word head in the text is a greek word uh, kephale and it literally means head that's it it doesn't mean someone in charge it doesn't mean leadership it doesn't mean lord it literally means the thing that's on top of your neck Oh right. So it appears seventy six times in the old uh, in the New Testament, mm. and every single time that you see that word kafale in the New Testament, it's talking about heads. Like when you say uh, lift your head and look, mm. and and it's just that's it. That's what it is. So with that kind of understanding, it it, it doesn't take away from what you said because you know, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But the, it opens it up to other connotations which are quite profound in my opinion. So if you read that again, the husband is the head of the wife so the wife is the body and the husband is the head of that body okay so uh, and then he says as christ is the head of the church he himself being the savior of the body so uh you know the church is known as the body of christ mm. and jesus is the head of that oh. body right so so there's this wonderful uh, imagery and picture of the 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 husband and wife not being two separate entities one being the leader mm. one being the follower one mm. being submissive one uh, leading the way whatever the case may be it's more of no you're one body right right you you you're united there's a um, um there's a, uh, a synergy there but the husband has the responsibility of being the head yes and one can't do without the other yeah 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 and, and paul talks about this in uh, other verses elsewhere and you know for those who are listening you'd have to look it up yourself i'm um, not your pastor but um <laughs> <laughs> but he says it's confusion when the hand says i want to be the foot today mm. or the foot says no i want to be the head or the arm says i want to be the ear and he, he uses this imagery to show that though the body is one each part of your body has different functions Mm -hmm. and in order for the body to work in the way it was designed each part of your body has to function in according to its purpose 
and according to his design. If it rebels, then the whole thing falls apart. Right. So how do I, how do we apply that to uh, marriage? A, a marriage is a beautiful union between two people functioning as one, where one has the uh, accountability and responsibility of leading. Right. The the uh, the head is where decisions are made. Right? Yeah. It it's it's uh, the, the the brain sends um, uh, messages to every part of the body. Okay, you stand up, lift up, you know, sneeze, and whatever the case may be, and and the bo- the body functions as it receives instruction from the head, just as the church functions as it receives instructions from Christ, who is the head of the church. So, what God is really doing is saying, I want marriages to be an illustration of my relationship with mm, the church. Mm-mm where we are one body we are joined we are united there's love and exactly like what you said if the head is a tyrant the the whole body suffers and this is something so profound because when we go into the next verses uh, we'll talk about that but if if i okay i'll, I'll read the text and uh, once we get there but it it's it, it, you know I, I would like to hear your thoughts on that on that whole perspective because i know you probably never heard it before and mm-hmm. i've never really thought about it until i really looked into the word study but w- what are your thoughts on that i think that's really quite profound it's very interesting i think when i when you think about it in that respect um you know, the head is where the eyes are positioned. Mm. So it'll be interesting in terms of, okay, the head, the eyes is, is what allows entry, mm. like what you're, what you, what you look at, what you, mm. and it'll be interesting in terms of like, I mean, maybe I'm going too deep with it, but I do think as a husband, it, it is important for you to kind of, have some type of um, provide some kind of standards like this. We're not going to allow this in our home, mm. like as a Christian family, um, you know, or, you know, okay, we're not like, for example, in our marriage, we don't allow um, insulting or, you know, we don't allow, um, what's it called? I'd say shouting at each other mm. when we're disagreeing, and those are things that you've kind of set a standard with. There's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not having this conversation if if we're going to be arguing. Like, there's a way to talk, there's a way to mm. communicate. So, um, yeah, and I think as well, you know, when I think of the head, I think of thoughts, mm. the types of thoughts that you allow to entertain, um, to be entertained, the, um. What's it called? What you, because as you think, what you think is what you are. Mm, mm. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's quite interesting in terms of, it makes me feel like it's even more the role of a husband than, you know, like when you think of someone in charge, it's yeah. a position. Mm-hmm. So it's, you, you're, essentially the buck stops with you you're the decision maker but like when you think of like the head of an entire body Mm -hmm. i feel like that's an even greater (laughs) it's even like it's even yeah i see what you mean because 
you're responsible for the rest of the body. Yeah, literally. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it doesn't change tradition or in the, the way that we have always looked at it traditionally. That still remains the same. But the connotations and the gravity of it comes more to light mm. when, when you see it that way. Um, but it also kind of it is it it, it 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 does kind of in my opinion anyway um i know some women uh, and maybe even some men may think differently it takes the sting away from the taboo of patriarchy mm. because historically patriarchy is seen very in a very negative light because of the way uh, men have historically treated uh, women uh, um, um, well at least the, the stuff that we hear about that is generally negative mm -hmm. i'm sure throughout history there have been men all throughout every nation that have loved and respected their wives to no end but as we know in life the bad examples are always the ones that yeah. you know have traction but just generally speaking there's this whole agenda against patriarchy um, because oh you know women should not submit we're all equal and all that kind of stuff but um uh, when you consider it this way um, that the it's it's it, the word itself does not talk about rulership it even though it is assumed or you can find that kind of idea in the fact that the husband is the head and the head is where uh, decisions are made but at the same time you realize that the head is attached to the body mm. so the head would never do anything that is going to a good head would never do anything that would damage the body, the body yeah right so you know someone is mentally ill or they're not well when they cut themselves mm. when they make decisions from their head to harm themselves mm. or to to uh, to take things in themselves that uh, is harmful and all those kind of things and so it, it really gives you an idea of what god is really trying to say that um, a, a true husband has it's not, it's not just, it's not just like what you're saying. It's not about just making decisions. It's about the responsibility of looking after mm. a whole body. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, that's quite, it's quite a lot. I think as well, um, you know how you, you mentioned about how, um, a lot of women, they, they have an issue with patriarchy because of this whole notion of like equality and so on. Mm. I think, um, we're, we're equal in terms of our value, but just not equal in terms of our roles. I, I would word it slightly differently. I would say we are equal in our value, but our roles are, are not the same. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Our roles are, are not the same. Mm. But I think that's, and that's been negatively spun. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think. I think that a lot of women who who resist that mm. end up becoming very tired, ultimately, um, emotionally as well as physically. Like when you're carrying a load that you weren't designed to carry, and I don't think it need there needs to be a compromise on your value as a woman. Like when I think about myself and I think of our marriage, yes, I recognise you to be the head of our home. And I choose to submit. Um, and it's easy to submit because you're a loving husband. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I'm this kind of like super, I don't know, passive. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, at all. And um, because I think the, the uh, uh, if you want to destroy something, you, you have to create a caricature. Of yeah, it. exactly. And then you, 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 uh, 
shoot down the caricature of it and anyone who believes oh this is what you believe but it, it's not subjection and, and it's interesting you said i uh, you choose to submit mm. you choose to be so and, and so it, it's a choice it's not something that um uh, anyone can force you to do and you know we spoke about this in a sermon that we did recently about how it doesn't mean that women should be uh, submissive to all men everywhere it's the verse says to your own husbands so uh, you know, you, so that means you're not submissive to another man, mm. um, you know, unless he's your boss. But then there's a connotation there; he pays your wages. Mm-hmm. So, it, so even men submit to him as well. So this isn't a societal thing. This is a relationship thing between a man and a woman. And um, uh, uh, yeah, and and so there's this whole thing that people don't know. Uh, um, uh, Fia, there's um, uh, uh, two views of thinking in in the Christian realm. One called egalit- egalit- egalitarianism and complementarianism. And we are complementarianists. Um, an egalitarian would say men and women are equal in their value and worth, but they can also share every responsibility. They're equal in their roles as well. Whatever men can do, women should be able to do, and they'll do just as well. Uh, and there's some truth in that. Mm. Um, but biblically, when you look at the text, it, it's more of a complementarian view, which says men and e- women are equal in their value, but their roles are different. The, their differences complement each other, yeah. which is where the word complementarian comes from. So, uh, um, uh, my uh, tendencies as a man and your tendencies as a woman come together. We and it, it, they they work well together in order to create uh, uh, the home or a home that really reflects what God wants from us. Mm. So, I'm going to read on uh, verse 25. Uh, husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so the wives are to submit the husbands are to love so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word and i'm going to talk about that in a minute that he might present to himself the church in all her glory we're going to talk about that as well <laughs> having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. Verse 29, for no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are parts of his body. So it's 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 a, made a full 360 there. So there's so much there to unpack. Um, but I just want to just... Uh, uh, go back to that whole thing he says um uh you, you know there's a verse like you know what what um what man ever hated his own body mm-hmm. you know if you love your wife you would treat her like you would your own body because you she is your body mm-hmm. and, and this is what it's saying no one has ever hated his own flesh but if you're the head will always nourish and cherish the flesh Mm-mm-mm. because that's what Jesus does to his body. Jesus nourishes and cherishes the church. And so this is, I think that there's a beautiful poetry, beautiful imagery there of the, uh, uh, of the ubiquitous nature of, uh, of God. Ubiquitous. Yeah. A man's using the big word. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, nature of, of the relationship between a man, uh, 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 his wife, Christ and the church. Um, so, um, a few things uh, I wanted to bring up and I hope you can comment on. Um, love your wives just as Christ has also loved the church and gave himself up so that he might sanctify having cleansed it by the washing of water with the word. So um, how does God build us up through the church? Through preaching. 
Mm. One of the ways that Jesus shows love to his bride or his body, us, the, 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 the church, is by words. Mm. And I believe oh, that. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where am I going? What that, um, just in terms of like as a husband being loving in the way that he speaks to his wife, yeah, just yeah. yeah, no, you're right, absolutely. Um, I think it's really important that a woman feels loved because mm. when she does feel loved, it's easier to give respect, mm. and therefore, and in giving respect, you're submitting. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. I think, um and one of the best ways, yeah, absolutely, for you to kind of show love is in the words that you speak. I think you're definitely very, um, that's definitely one of the areas in which you show love the most. Mm. Like always speaking words to kind of build and mm. lift up um, and affirm, yeah. Okay, thank you. And um, uh, and then it goes on to say that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that should be holy and blameless. So this is something that we've kind of been taught back in the day, that um, a wife is a reflection of her husband. Mm. So this text is saying that he is going to cleanse her with water, with washing the water, with the word, talking about Christ in the church. And he does this so that he can present to himself the church, the bride, his wife, the the, the, the body of Christ, in all her glory, no mm. spot wrinkle. So how he treats her mm. ends up being how she's presented. Yes. So, uh, uh, yeah, can you speak on that? Like uh, how a husband treats his wife will ultimately show out in how she how she's presented yeah i think like for example i'm i like to look good mm-hmm. <laughs> and i and i walk with a lot of um confidence mm. um and i think it's because i'm not insecure mm. i would definitely say that um ever since i've been married i've been you've um you've definitely built me up in terms of areas of insecurity that I had. Like I have lots of scars on my legs from when I was a tomboy. And I used for years, like I never wore skirts or dresses to expose my legs. Like it was a big thing for me. Um, the scar on my back from the back surgery I had like years ago when I was a teenager. But that's just, those are non-issues for me now. Mm. And they have been for years. Um, and I think again, it's that confidence, it's that self-assuredness. I don't, I'm not insecure about, you know, my husband potentially looking at other women or, do you know what I mean? Mm. Or, um, or anything like that. And I think it shows it shows in, in how I carry myself. Mm. Um, and I think as well, like there should be something about a woman whereby, you know, people look like, okay, I wonder whose wife she is. Or, Mm. you know, in terms of just her manner and just the whole spirit. Um, if, if, I think it should be the case. It's it's like when our children go somewhere, they are, they are representing me as a mum. You know, in in how they conduct themselves, in how they are presented. You know, if anyone speaks well of your children, you instantly kind of think it's 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 a it's a testament to your parenting. Yeah, being a wife, mm. you know, um, you are showcasing as a wife, you know, how well your husband is taking care of you. Yeah, and and, and I, I don't want it to sound. Too I don't necessarily mean like in a financial aspect. 
yeah. but just generally just how is he taking care of you like yeah yeah so it's, it's not to say that he's washing you and dressing you no <laughs> taking care of you in that way so i i, I you know which is uh, just in case someone is thinking that way it, it's more to do with uh, generally speaking, you know, because there are some women, they may be in marriages that are not so good, but they still look after themselves because their identity is in Christ mm. uh, to the point where it really, it, it really is 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 drummed in them, and you know they'll 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 present themselves well because that's what they want to do. But if we be honest, the majority of breakdown in marriages that we've seen, you can always tell something isn't right by the way the wife presents herself like and not she doesn't just necessarily, care anymore yeah and not mm. even just necessarily her appearance but just her nature yeah. like you know something's up and it's all you can always if something's up you can always tell by the woman first mm. or not always mm. but very often mm. you can be like okay something's wrong and it's the woman that kind of um yeah and it's, it's quite interesting that uh, the the text assumes responsibility of the wife's radiance and glory on the husband mm. um, um and so um in other words the way that he loves will determine the way she sees herself the way she relates to him the way she presents herself in public in terms of just her demeanor, her character, uh, 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 her gentleness of spirit, all of that kind of stuff. It all starts from the home. And if he's not doing what he's meant to do in terms of loving his wife, being the provider, the protector, the priest, having words, uh, you know, loving himself, loving her like he loves himself and all these things, it plays out. It plays out in the, in the, in the children, it plays out in, in her. And so, um, there's definitely this 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 synergy that goes on because at the same time, the way he sees himself really is going to be uh, uh, on a knife's edge on, on on whether or not she respects him. Mm. Right, uh, men lose self-esteem. They they um, uh, they they lose confidence. They're emasculated in many ways when they're being you know shouted at and, and dealt with at work. They come home and they the same. You mean like mm. they've got nowhere to go, mm. and they, they tend to tend to to uh, you know very destructive behaviors because of it, um, and so uh, it works both ways. Mm. This is why this dance is is very powerful, um, because the primary need of a woman is to be loved. Mm -hmm. I say primary because it's not the only need. She also needs res respect. But the primary need is love. And the primary need of a man is respect. He also needs love, but his primary need is respect. If a man would render to his wife the love that she needs, she would find it very easy to give him the respect that he needs. And the opposite is true. If she's in a relationship and it's a bit, mm -mm, if she would just, I'm just going to respect this man, it's easier than for him to love her. Um, because, you know, I think this is where the devil, uh, you know, sometimes has his way with, with people's uh, marriages when they step out of line in that way. Okay, so um, uh, last couple of verses, and then I'll only hear your thoughts on this. Uh, from verse 31 to 33. For this reason, a man shall le leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great. But I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, as for you individually, each husband is to love his own wife, 
the same as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. So I think 32, 31 to 33 is a summary of mm. 22 to, um, to 30. But I like verse 32. This mystery is great. This, um, uh, you know, the, the two becoming one flesh, the, the dance between the husband and the wife in, in the years to come as they're building a marriage, working it out with love and respect, love and respect. Um, he says that it's a mystery because it speaks specifically to reference with Christ and the church. The oneness between the husband and the wife is the oneness between Christ and the church. And I don't think we'll fully get it until we enter into eternity. Mm. But here's the takeaway. The takeaway is this. A good marriage is a good illustration of Christ and his church. Yeah. It's a it's a reflection. It's not the I, it's not the real thing. It's a reflection of the real thing, and we ought to contend for good marriages, not for the sake of just having peace in our homes, but to be a uh, to be faithful representation of Christ and His Church. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that there should be something about us as a Christian married couple, whereby people look at our lives and think there must be something about this Jesus thing. Like, they're, what they've got as a married couple, I would love that. Mm. And so um, I would I would like, you know, my hope and desire would be that um, people would look at our lives and our marriage and not only aspire to be married, because I think that can be an idol in itself, mm. but just aspire to um, live lives like in line with in with God's word, um, aspire to be married God's way. Yeah, you know, as in we are giving God glory. We are, and and that's how I would think to myself. Okay, right, we're representing Christ well. Mm. Um, yeah, it should point to Jesus yeah. ultimately. Okay, well, I think um, uh, uh, that's all the verses there. We've pretty much uh, gone through the whole thing. Um, yeah, thanks, babe. I really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so um, um, I need to apologize to my cousin uh, for the next thing I'm going to say. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to Team Bayai's YouTube page for our very first podcast. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoyed it and hopefully there'll be more to come um it just depends on how it's received if you guys think that these things are helpful and you'd like to hear more uh breakdown in marriages uh, homeschooling uh, or any other uh, thing to do with relationship and family um uh, or spirituality more than happy to help and, and and discuss that um let us know in the comment section take care god bless and good night good night but then what is the time that they're hearing it? It's not my time. Goodbye. I think that works better. See, see, see you later. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Wherever you are. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but it's true. And how do you know that there's a comment? Are there comment sections with podcasts? I don't think there are. Well, I'm putting this on the YouTube. So there'll be comment sections and hours. Oh, and so we get a proper podcast. Okay. All right. So that being said, Keep my wife's name out of your mouth.